Listen up, webmasters. Do you have the domain from GoDaddy but still don't have the design to go with it? If you want a great design to go with your great website, head over to Exhaler Studios. Quality, professional graphic and web design. Need to fix up an existing design? No problem. Zaylor can do it all. Head over to their site at ZaylorStudios.com. X-A-L-E-R Studios.com. All websites get a 15% discount using the code MCMuggle. What's up, MuggleCast listeners? If you want to make an impact online, GoDaddy.com has what you need. Get your own .com domain name for as low as $1.99. Plus, world-class hosting, fast and easy website builders, and much more. Plus, as a listener of MuggleCast, enter code RON, that's R-O-N, when you check out, and get your .com domain name for just $6.95 a year. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Because we're more entertaining than adding new friends on MySpace, this is MuggleCast episode 78 for February 24th, 2007. They did some uh, car crash research, okay, into the causes of car crashes. And in uh, most of the states, the final words of the people in the car were, oh no, or something like that. But in Kansas, hello Ben, the final <laughs> words of the people were, hold my beer, I'm going to try something. Actually, <laughs> 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 so, can I say, I have to thank my housemate Tom on pain of death for that joke. So, thank you. You know, I actually heard Ben say that once, but I guess that's for another time. Jamie, where have you been? I've been all over the place. The America, fans are not England. Happy. Well, I have, um, you know, I'm being ex- extremely busy. I've been all over the place. H- however, I come back and I see a new person has uh, arrived. One person who I haven't done a show before with ever. Right, Mikey? Well, see... Yeah, you, right. You might remember that the last time you recorded was actually when you were here. And I don't know if you remember, but after that show, there was a little bit of a fallout with Ben. So we actually fired him. And this is his new replacement. I heard it was more of a sort of punch-up, more than a fallout, didn't he? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he left to go watch the OC, actually. Yeah. Uh, yes, the OC tonight, the big season finales tonight. A serious finale. That's why, series. Wait, show series? finale, isn't it? Because it's all yes, Holy crap. Serious, it's done. There's no more OC after it. I live in the OC, so I know. So you can just open your window, Mikey, can't <laughs> you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking out the window right now. You know, I see what's you're, going on. You're going to go so, outside you tomorrow, tomorrow morning tomorrow to get the paper in. Yeah. Yeah. Well. There's be a white line on the horizon. That's tomorrow afternoon. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Mike Tannenbaum. And I'm Mikey Bouchereau.
Micah Tan, the MuggleCast anchor man, is in the studio with the best week's top Harry Potter news stories. Micah. Thanks, uh, Grandmaster Andrew. EA, the maker of the Harry Potter video games, has released details on the production of the upcoming Order of the Phoenix video game. WB Interactive Entertainment stated, Working with EA, we look forward to offering fans the most authentic Harry Potter game to date, one which captures the compelling story of the fiction and high visual quality of the movie. Last week, we told you about LEGO's plans for a new Hogwarts castle set to coincide with the Order of the Phoenix film release. Our friends over at MillionairePlayboy.com have now informed us that this is the only set planned to be released in 2007. This is the first time that LEGO has only created one set to go along with a Potter movie. Goblet of Fire saw four sets released alongside the film. Speaking of Goblet of Fire, High Definition TV News has a very positive review of the recently released Goblet of Fire High Definition DVD. The review stated the Goblet of Fire is possibly one of the best HD transfers to date, with clean, crisp pictures looking stunning and at times almost 3D-like in quality. The whole experience is an assault on the senses that will leave you demanding more of the same. New photos have surfaced from Daniel Radcliffe's appearance in Equus. Also new photos from Order of the Phoenix. You can take a look at Tonks, the Young Marauders, and Snape. All of them are available over on MuggleNet.com. Michael Rydell of the New York Post recently posted his thoughts on Equus and notes that the production is already being considered for Broadway. Rydell says the London revival of Peter Schaffer's powerful drama about a teenage boy who takes off his clothes and blinds horses began previews on Friday, but has caused so much buzz that producers already are planning to bring it to Broadway in the fall. One problem, however, tends to be the length of Equus. It clocks in at nearly three hours, which is a bit of a slog, according to London theater sources who sneaked in early because they couldn't wait to get a look at John Napier's stunning set. And as of late, many British tabloids have falsely reported that Warner Brothers was displeased with Daniel Radcliffe's decision to perform in the play Equus. A WB spokesperson has in response to these claims issued the following statement. Daniel Radcliffe is an extremely talented actor, as well as a great collaborator and friend to Warner Brothers Pictures. We've had great experiences working with him on our films and fully support in the artistic choices he makes as an actor. Finally, we're thrilled to announce that MuggleNet.com's What Will Happen in Harry Potter 7, written entirely by MuggleNet staff, has been selected as an editor's choice by the New York Times Book Review. More than 100,000 copies of the book have been printed. That's all the news for this February 24th, 2007 edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. All right, thank you, Micah. You're welcome, Andrew. Uh, Micah, we have a few things to discuss this week concerning news. Do we? Uh, but I wanted to point out, yes, but I wanted to point out that um, we do have, we, uh, we've been getting a lot of emails lately saying, where can I get the links in the, to all the pictures that you guys talk about on the show? Just go to MuggleNet.com and you'll see all the, the past, like, uh, 20 stories or so. And usually we'll talk about everything on the MuggleNet main page, so you'll be fu- able to find the links there. But, uh, Jamie, you have not been on for so long that... We have not heard your thoughts on the release dates. Oh, um, okay. What do you think about? What do you think about it? Well, you know, a mere eight days. I think it's, uh, I think it's extremely weird. But I was holding out for a 2008 release, so I'm kind of upset about it. I think it's, uh, it's just weird for uh, you know a few reasons, like putting them so close together. I know people say it's going to up the hype for both of them, and it's going to be a Harry Potter summer, but. You know, it's the summer it, to remember in the words of Dylan Sparks. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is going to be a summer to remember. But it's the sort of high before the you know fall. It's going to be a huge summer. Then there's going to be nothing. Whereas I think I'd rather see it spread out with like 
it next year. And also, I seem to, I, I, I've had a few emails telling me that I said that if it was released in 2007, <laughs> uh, right, I would uh, have to eat 50 <laughs> sausages, which I seem to remember. I actually said that if Harry died, I'd have to do that. Well, um, actually, uh, I checked in the transcripts, and you said you've said both. Well, Mike is wrong and, when uh, he transcribed it. Then I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> well, <laughs> do your job properly. Jamie, I'm afraid you're going to have to hold up your end of the hey, deal here, and uh, you know, eat fifty sausages. When do you want to do this, Jamie? What kind of sausages did you want? Um, I want the huge ones, Mikey. The, the, the Polish ones or the... Uh, <laughs> we, meant, we meant to eat for the bet, I want the, I want the German five-footers. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I don't know. I'll have to do it sometime. But uh, I, do you know, I was going to ask, do you think... Can I just go double or nothing and then if Harry dies, <laughs> I'll eat a hundred. And then if he, I think that's if fair. he lives, I think I'll that's eat fair. nothing. Because to be fair, if I ate... Uh, 50 sausages I die and uh, and <laughs> I the book's coming out now but Harry isn't going to die so I've got a pretty safe bet there and I should have uh, said you, that you, because now everyone's going to say no but sorry you, you should have thought about this before you say these things yeah I should <laughs> you, I don't think <laughs> Jamie I, I got your back yo but uh you gotta because Harry's eventually going to die because we discussed this already that he will die so if he dies in the context of the Voldemort Harry fight, correct? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, because eventually everybody dies. So uh, yeah. <laughs> he's um, lying in his bed and has a heart attack. Then no, I'm not eating those fifty sauces. Well, Jamie, not a single one. Yeah. This this is why you haven't been on the show, right? Once you re- put out the release date, you just crawled into a corner and yeah, cried yourself I did. for I did. hours, I that was days. I went. I went to a sausage-free place for five weeks. I didn't have to think of it. <laughs> How did you survive? <clears throat> I don't it's know. Um, so anyway, yeah. moving along, we got a couple of new Order of the Phoenix photos this week from the uh, film. Again, more from DanLatino.com and HarryLatino.com. These guys are getting some uh, un- unauthorized pictures, in the words of WB. Some Left serious right. love. Still don't know where they're getting them from, but anyway. Uh, we saw a picture of young Snape. You guys see this yet? Yeah. 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 What do you think? Maybe it's the quality of the picture, but... It looks like... He looks fake. He looks like a Snape with just a younger face. He doesn't look like a young Snape. Because if you take sort of, you know, like an older person, take their face off and put a younger face on it, they still look like the older person. You you know, your hair doesn't just remain the same. It's just like... I think it, it shouldn't... He shouldn't have long black hair. He should have, like, middle length hair or sort of shorter hair just to show that he's, you know... And and young, <laughs> yeah. And don't get started on uh, how bad James looks. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what yeah. I'd like to change it to. What, what, what do you think blonde? of that, Eric? I know. Yeah, basically. What bleach just blonde? Like, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing to it. young serious though. I think it's great. Although again, it looks like he has the same exact hair. Yeah. Uh, as Gary Oldman. Well, does. yeah, very similar from the Azkaban photo. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know, James. And, uh, just uh, which one's Pettigrew and which one's Lupin? I guess Lupin's Pettigrew's like the right there. I don't yes, know Pettigrew's if Lupin's the one with like the, the mullet. Yeah, like is that James? That's James, not Lupin, next to Sirius, right? Or is it yeah. Lupin? Do we know for sure? I don't think well, Lupin's in that, that picture unless he's sort of in the background in there. In the back. Yeah, I assumed it was James, but people were telling me that it can't be because he doesn't have black hair. He looks like he has glasses on though, doesn't? Yeah, he? I don't know who else it would be. He looks like he has glasses. Who Wormtail? Yeah, there are glasses on there. I'm zooming in like really far, but they're not really standing out. I don't know. I'm more concerned about Young Snape. I was sort of. I'm not worried about Young yeah. Snape. Want to Gary or 
uh, God, what Alan Rickman's uh, offspring to uh, take the part. That's what they needed to do. Yeah. You want to do some good casting? Take their kids. That, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Not just take Although, their kids, cast their kids. Who cares if they're four years old? It, take but them. By that logic, Andrew, you'd <laughs> have to take Daniel Radcliffe's dad and shrink him down to when he was younger. <laughs> or just have Daniel Radcliffe. Or just take Dan Radcliffe. Yeah, exactly. Well. With brown eyes, right? With brown yeah. eyes, yeah. And no exactly. scar. Perfect. And no scar. And no glasses. And. Actually, no, sorry, I didn't mean that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and, is there a horse just, involved? Like, a lot is there a horse air. involved? Um, <laughs> any any Lego fans here? I'm a Lego fan. Did they? Do we have a picture of that? Are you? Eric, are you? I picture you as... Yes, Eric, but I picture you as a Lego You're fan. You're actually right. <laughs> I was a really, really large Lego fan, yes. I invented uh, Star Wars Legos before they came out with Star Wars Legos. Ah, uh, of course they did. I did. I'm dead serious. They're, uh, I used to be a Lego fan too, and then I grew up. But uh, we found out today that there won't, there will only be one set related to Order of the Phoenix, which is a castle, and it's going to come with several different uh, figurines, little little Lego people, including Harry, uh, Hermione, Ron, even uh, Luna, Dumbledore, and a few others, Snape. So it's going to be a good set, but there's only, it's only, they're only releasing one set. Seem a little weird to you, Mike? What? What? Yeah, it does. I'm so. kind of sad, you know. Although, if you take a look at the book, you know, Order of the Phoenix does predominantly take place at Hogwarts, the castle. But I would love to get, you know, you know the you know the veil or something like that, or maybe Grim Old Place. That'd be kind of cool. Or, or how about the atrium? Yeah, the atrium. Oh, yeah. Would be cool. uh, personally, I think Grim Old Place would be kind of cool. Grim Old Place would be cool. Like, imagine, like, you know, Sirius's yeah, mom, like a little button you push, and her just <laughs> yell, like, obscenities that little children can have. That'd be amazing. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. one giant Lego piece. So you well, have no, to build her. Do you know something? There's one thing about uh, Lego that some of the pictures, sorry, some of the pieces look a bit weird. Like, um, I, I was watching a TV show, and they said the Gandalf figure right his beard it, it looks like he's eating a seal okay <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show you all the photo and then put it into the show notes right Andrew oh, okay can we do that yeah okay <clears throat> um one second. It, it, look, it actually looks like he's yeah. either eating a seal or throwing it up <laughs> I can't decide which one the Lego sets <laughs> you're right as far as you know we need like a veil room or you know I mean that was what a um a whole shell of, of stuff. And the atrium, the pictures we've seen, you know, would be, would be so colorful. And the room of requirement and stuff, it's just so many opportunities. I mean, the reason I didn't like the Harry Potter Lego sets before, I mean, even the Goblet of Fire ones, they were okay. But because they kind of repeat themselves, like even this, if you look at this, uh, there are pictures of this new version of Hogwarts Castle, and it's kind of like the same... Uh, yeah, it's something special. It, yeah, it's, it's like, like the same, you know pieces obviously just more of them and, and constructed to make this thing so it's like you know I would like really like to see some of the other cool sets that they could make but uh, it seems like they're just kind of repeating themselves with some of these sets um, so I, I, I don't know yeah, yeah. it's um, now we, we do have uh, a little interview with uh, one of the guys who runs millionaireplayboy.com he actually got a chance to check out the Lego sets that's pretty much for news this week it was kind of slow news week you know new pictures blah 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 uh, what else Equus under consideration for Broadway already yeah that's that's a little goofy and isn't it is that going to work out for, for Dan Radcliffe if he's going to be filming Half-Blood Prince later this year <clears throat> I, I don't think uh, I don't think he's going to have time for that so he'd have to be recasted i agree especially if he doesn't turn 18 he can't do that scene in the united states 
Um, so, at least before his birthday. After his birthday, sure. All right, now so we have a few announcements to remind everyone about. In Lightning 2007, at the University of Pennsylvania in Philly, coming up July 12th to the 15th, it's going to be a good time. Jamie, Ben, Mike, and I will all be there to do a live podcast, and also we're going to do a workshop on podcasting, how to make your own podcast. Jamie, people want to know the secrets of podcasting, and you're going to show them how you come up with your British well, shows. Well, it's, uh, it's pretty uh, – it's quite it's uh, a tough job, really, yeah. You- yeah. You need a computer, you need Google. Yeah. <laughs> I told the enlightening people we're going to need a whole day just for that yeah. part of I'd the say, seminar. Well, give it a day and a half, Andrew, just to be on the safe side. You know? All right, all right. It's pretty complicated. And then also, we just want to thank everyone for voting for us over at Podcast Sally. Uh, I think right now. Uh, right now, we're, we're number two underneath uh, Fruit Talk Live. For some reason, that podcast actually has listeners. Uh, so what the hell is thanks it about? For, nah, it's, a, it's free talk, I guess. I don't know. Well, so anyone like can show. come on and just talk about anything. I guess. It sounds it's like it And it's yeah, free. But it's probably, <laughs> it's probably done so, basically, uh, though. So if you haven't voted, uh, just go to podcastalley.com and click on us on the right and place your vote. We appreciate that very much because it gives us exposure in the podcasting community, of course. And uh, Jamie, we never really talked about this to you, at least on the show, about giving away pieces of your suitcase. I know. Still sitting here. Is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's starting to smell. Actually, it smelled when you brought it here. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, uh, and the dead body, I don't want to get rid of it yet. I don't know what you were planning on doing with it. Why, is it still in your freezer? Well, I put it back in the suitcase. I didn't. My mom didn't appreciate it in the freezer. Put <laughs> all the ice cream. But, but anyway, all the the uh, three winners from the the three uh, Hallows uh, Theory Contest winners, the three of them, all claim their prizes. So Jamie, one of them wants your uh, the flight ticket thing on there, and two of them want parts of the suitcase that have a part of your zipper. Uh, get this, I haven't told you this yet. I'm taking it into school either tomorrow or sometime next week. I'm going to go in the wood shop, and we're going <laughs> to cut this sucker up, and it's going to cool. go on YouTube. I've hired uh, Mr. Capella's brother, who's a woodshop ah, teacher, awesome. to help me, and it's going to be a big event. I don't know what to do with the remaining pieces. Eat I'm it. thinking of just handing them out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of just handing them out in school randomly. Or, I don't know. I'm going to do something Save stupid it. with them. Sell it you can have it. them if you want. You want them? No, it's okay. Really, I don't. Uh, know. As for the dead body, uh, eat it. Eat that as well. I will eat that. It smells good. <laughs> also, Jamie, uh, we're we're thinking about doing a little uh, meetup in London. Yes. It'll be very nice. We're going to be there on March seventeenth, seventeenth, and uh, we're pretty St. Paddy's t- Day, huh? St. Paddy's Day. Yes, Patrick's exactly. St. Paddy's Day. Uh, we're probably going to do something sometime in the afternoon, uh, whether it be a, as I wrote on the website, an extravagant, exciting, and hunger curing day in London. <laughs> I think. Hopefully, we can do that and get some food. Or if something horribly goes wrong, we'll just do like a a meet-up in a park somewhere where surely it will rain because it's England so we'll have to find somewhere else where where surely we'll get chucked out because there'll be yeah, quite a few of us so we'll probably we'll end back up to the hotel on a street corner um, being bored so yeah it sounds Ooh, awesome that sounds like fun yeah definitely I'd go okay um, and if you'd like to um, attend this event whether it be hunger curing and exciting or boring and and uh, rainy street corner yeah yeah or boring and street cornerish. then email mcmeetup at gmail.com um, and hopefully if we get enough people emailing we will sort something out and book yeah. that street corner so uh, yeah. <laughs> get, get your emails in soon 
<laughs> so, um, and then we'll, we'll probably record a little something with the fans. I don't know, fan interviews or, or I don't know, something something fun that we'll put on the show. So it'll be a fun time, and uh, we look forward to seeing everyone there. We'll probably make the decision by sometime in the middle of this week, so get your RSVP in soon, including how many people you're going to be bringing with you so we can get a good handle on uh, how many people to expect. And then we'll email everyone, Jamie, I guess, or maybe yeah. post some mug on it, <clears throat> yeah. something like that. Something like that. Okay, we have a few rebuttals now. Mike, you want to take the first one? Sure. The first rebuttal comes from Sarah24 of Houston, Texas. She says, in the latest MuggleCast, someone called in and said she wondered why Voldemort didn't consider fathering a child in order to achieve immortality. I think he never considered this, not only because he's a loner, but because of his <laughs> own parents. In his eyes, his dad was a useless, gullible muggle, and Merope, despite being of the house of Slytherin, died because she was weak. He is ashamed of where he comes from. Notice that many Death Eaters don't know he's half and half. So why would he see someone from his own bloodline as important? I think a child would be useless to him because it would carry the blood of the parents who disgust him. That's a very good point. An interesting take. That makes that makes sense. Um, yeah, because he's not pure blood, and if his whole thing is uh, the pure bloodness, and uh, yeah, you know, he he's got the Muggle blood in that he you know he killed Mister Tom Riddle. Yeah, so, so I uh, think he's taken it upon himself to be the best of any of his of his bloodline. You know, like instead of furthering and seeing his children are better than him, he just basically made it. So that he'd be the one, you know, so he didn't really father any children because he hates his bloodline to begin with. So he just wants to be big and bad and... And end his family. And not, not, and not worry. He hate, you know. Yeah. And also the idea that um, that he was not reliant on something, but the idea that something would, could, you know, something would be that close to him, I don't think he could stand. And also it doesn't really, uh, you know, continue his immortality because he doesn't as you have all just said, consider a bloodline to be immortality. It's just him, regardless of, you know, offspring or ancestors or anything like that. I like how she called him half and half, like he's some sort of milk or something. <laughs> cream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cream. Something you put in your coffee. Cream. Well, also, uh, also, it's kind of like, you know, the you know Voldemort's personality, I think he's... Uh, too much of an egomaniac in the sense that he wants the you know immortality himself. He wants to live forever. Yeah. He doesn't care about the kids. Yeah, the, the, he's not a friendly person. The alternative methods of being immortal just simply don't interest him. And uh, no, he wants. I don't to. know. Would you go to uh, Starbucks and order a uh, Marvelo Mocha? <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, but boy. in the words of uh, Freddie Mercury, I knew he was dead all along, Jamie. No, okay, argue. Andrew, I'm going to put that <laughs> no, into the no, show. No, so, no, so. no. And you know what? Hold on. <laughs> no, I have. Yeah, so. The Queen, Queen is. There's like they're touring again. Okay. Like they're getting someone else to Whatever. tour with them. Whatever. So technically, still. I was but an Freddy, all of Still, but, <laughs> let me finish Can my just, Okay. Yeah. It, it, in the words of Freddie Mercury, who wants to live forever? Anyway, the next rebuttal comes from Victoria, 25 of Chicago, concerning HP sauce. I don't have any recollection uh, recollection of bringing this up last week, but anyway, Micah HP sauce is not Harry Potter sauce. As, oh, this is why <laughs> HP sauce is not Harry Potter sauce, as you said in the news. Quoting Jason Isaacs on episode seventy-seven, instead, it's a British condiment, a bit like steak sauce. Steak sauce over here. Thought you might like to know, like A one steak is that sauce. True? You ever have um, HP sauce? Yeah, it is. Do you know it actually stands for Houses of Parliament, and I don't know why. I can't remember, but it does. And it's yeah, it's like brown sauce of like spicy sort of fruity well, type thing it worked out well yeah. I mean I thought he meant sauce what, like some sort of 
uh, gossip okay. or whatever. Yeah, sauce. You know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm looking yeah. that up, Jamie. Because and then she, I've had HP sauce last night. For it worked out show. well, apart from the fact you you got it completely <laughs> wrong. Yeah. yeah. She goes on to say, also, question, can a squib attend Hogwarts? Do you think an 11-year-old from a wizarding family who has shown no magical abilities would be sent to Hogwarts in the hope that they are a late bloomer? If not, do they have to stay at home and miss the opportunity to make friends, effectively becoming social outcasts? This does not seem fair either way and may explain a lot of Filch's bitterness, so I wondered what you thought. Uh, I don't think they can attend Hogwarts. No. If you can't do magic, you can't It's a magic that. school, yeah. It's like yeah, a... It's like, what are you going to do in Transfiguration? Or, yeah, just sit there. Know. Yeah. This is from Francisco, age 16, from Chile, subject Filchy. When I was hearing your podcast, I started thinking, couldn't Voldemort make Filch perform magic if he does something for him, probably getting him into Hogwarts or giving him something that is in Hogwarts, maybe another Horcrux? Well, anyway, love the show. Bye. Um, Isn't that kind of um, forced-esque, you know, selling your soul to the devil and then him uh, giving you something in return? Yeah, and... Plus, Filch cares for... Filch is not an evil person, so... No. I don't he's, think that Filch would allow And his loyalty is to Dumbledore and Hogwarts, even though he's a bitter well, my, and moody and twisted. My question is, how could Voldemort make Filch perform magic? Well, that's... Yeah, a good question. Yeah, that right there, I think, is the ability to, maybe? Yeah, yeah, well, that's what it says. Is Voldemort... Uh, couldn't Voldemort make Filch perform magic? Meaning, Filch is the one performing magic. That's interesting. Not well, like, that's what we were... Yeah. yeah, that I mean, right there confuses me. Um, I mean, that's what we were asking last week. Uh, what would let a squib do magic? Because we were saying, ooh, maybe it's Filch who uh, practices magic later in life. So maybe she's suggesting Voldemort could make that something that we were talking about. Well, doesn't that Click. bring up the point that how does Quickspell teach you to do ma- to do magic? Because that implies that being a squib is a temporary, acute uh, you know, thing that... It's like a mental block. It sounds like writer's block. You can't do magic until that block is lifted. Um, but but in you know I can't remember where else it's been suggested that being a squib is you know you do not you do not inherit your parents' right. You're just a dub, which is chronic. Yeah, you're the black sheep of the family. I will never know. I was just gonna say, but what if it's a trade-off though? Like, what if Voldemort gives him temporary magical ability? And well, could you and, could you do that? Could you, know, you give someone? temporary magical ability i mean who knows yeah, well i, I know Maybe. i mean you you can bring dead bodies back to lot you know but to, to at least movement i think i would think yeah yeah i think you have to be yeah. innately magical you know to do it like it's in your it, well, it's in the blood another rebuttal that was kind of along this line was saying perhaps harry teaches filch because he was such a good teacher in order of the phoenix maybe he teaches him how to do magic in i don't think he has time know. to do that no I've got I've got ten minutes. I'll teach you a quick spell. But then I'll go and find the other four Horcruxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to move along now to uh, our main discussion this week. Actually, a character discussion, a creature discussion. We're going to talk about Fox. Yes. Um, it could be a very important creature in Book Seven. Uh, we talked about be. him in the past. Well, what what were what did Fox's song at the end of uh, Half Blood Prince possibly His mean? Cry. He was singing a uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Micah, take it away. Sure. Um, just a brief overview. The phoenix is a magical bird about the size of a swan. It has crimson feathers on its body and a golden tail as long as a peacock's. Its claws and beaks are gleaming gold and its eyes are black. These colors also happen to be the color of Gryffindor House. Interesting, 
brilliantly enough. The scarlet body feathers glow faintly in darkness, while the golden tail feathers are hot to the touch. Phoenix tail feathers are a powerful magical substance, according to Mr. Ollivander, and are suitable for use as wand cores. And that came from the Harry Potter lexicon. Um, so the first question I'll offer up is that when Harry first sees Fox in Chamber of Secrets, it happens to be on a burning day. Now, do you guys think that this is a foreshadowing of something to come? Ooh. Like what? Bad timing? Bad coincidence? <laughs> well, I think Omen, if you look perhaps? in the movie, at least, and I know you shouldn't base too much on the movies, but it was kind of comedic relief in a way. I mean, it was, you know, your bird, sir, he, he just died. You, you know, Harry's accused of, of, you know, committing all these crimes and stuff, and then he goes into Dumbledore's office, and bird, his awesome. bird just blows up. Sure. <laughs> so... I think it was just a matter of that, you know, it's like more, I think that fit with the theme of the book, Harry being uh, accused of something that he's, you know, he's not, but having self-doubt. Yeah. I think that about covers it. I mean, yeah. I mean, what I what I was trying to say was that Harry met him in bad timing, so perhaps the foreshadowing of book seven could be he would make bad timing. Though, doesn't the phoenix live for hundreds of years, so it's pretty rare to have a burning day. So like it's immortal, huh? No, but I mean, it lives until it is reborn. Oh yeah, so is it rare? Isn't it isn't like two days, and then it that that would suck. (laughs) What didn't Dumbledore say? It's a certain period, isn't it? Yeah, but isn't it like a long time? That's not like I don't. Yeah, well, I wouldn't wouldn't think it it would be every two days. He he doesn't burst into flame every two days to see. That that's a lot of rebirthing that is happening. And and he has to grow as well because he turns it into a tiny baby. So. Well, it only takes a couple of days. Hey. Huh. That's what it said to, for him to regrow. Oh, that's that's probably what I'm thinking. About. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, also, but maybe you're also right. I think we pr- might be taking a little too much into it because really now we, we know that him, Fox can be. Uh, well, no, because <laughs> yeah, like so this also this also sets up that the Phoenix you know is, is reborn from the ashes too, which we see Fox do lots of things where he you know, gives his life up for um, yeah. Dumbledore by taking the Avada Kedavra curse. But we know Fox is okay, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I think it, it, I think it just sets us up to know that Fox is kind of this super bird, you know what I mean? Right. I don't think yeah, it's... Uh, it was an introduction to yeah, him. Yeah, really. I don't think it's anything major specific to the point of foreshadowing because he came in, he first met him on a burning day. I think it's kind of sets up that we know, oh, it's okay. You know, because Harry kind of freaks out. Harry, you know, again, like even in the movie, you know, Harry kind of freaks out. You're, you're bird. It it just burst into flames. He didn't do anything. Uh, He freaks out, you know, but it's the same thing. You know, it's like the bird burst into flames, you know, you're kind of worried at first, but then you find out, oh, he's going to be okay. And every time you see that again, you know, it's going to be okay because he's reborn. So I think it's, I think, I think it's, it's more a plot that method, than plot method, plot device, yeah, plot device rather for yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah for, definitely. It was, yeah, it's a, plot it was a good device. way to meet him for both Harry and us. Yeah, it's the opportunity to really. He's a kind of um, sorry. No, go on. He's a kind of um, MacGuffin, isn't he? Um, something that is there to save the day and can be brought in to save the day. Kind of like um, God from the Machine, Jusex. You know when um, I pronounce that completely wrong, I'm sure when, like, there's something that can come in and, you know, make everything right. Like in uh, um, Order of the Phoenix when he comes and swallows Dumbledore's thing, you know, it's like yeah. one thing that can save the day, kind of. Yeah. He, he's clearly, you know, ridiculously powerful. I'd like a phoenix. Well, let's talk about the encounters that we've had with Fox. Uh, I guess we there's been five here that Micah brought up to us. Uh, first one, he saves Harry 
from when he was bitten by the basilisk in Chamber of Secrets, and he also pokes out the you basilisk's go, eyes you and go, delivers the sword he got and Gryffindor's sword. Uh, another time... Now, this is this is a quote, Micah. You have shown me real look... This is what Dumbledore says to Harry in Chamber of Secrets after uh, what happened down in the chamber. You must have shown me real loyalty down in the chamber. Nothing but that could have called Fox to you. Uh, foreshadowing, Micah, with calling Fox? Well, yeah, I mean, I think maybe more so than the first thing that we took a look at on the burning day, you know, could this be in Chamber of Secrets, Dumbledore talking to Harry saying, you must have shown me real loyalty down there. Could that be foreshadowing to something? I mean, it just, could he show loyalty in some way to Dumbledore in Book 7 that may call Fox back to his yeah. side? Definitely. Yeah, I think that oh, that's has true. More, I think that's definitely more because, you know, throughout a Half-Blood Prince, he's Dumbledore's man through and through against Scrimjaw. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, that that is a little bit more. Fox might become Harry's bird. Maybe Hedwig and Fox will get together. Make babies. <laughs> Make little uh, Al-, Al Phoenixes. Yeah, I don't Al know. Phoenixes. No, yeah. but I mean, they'll be well, they'll be pink, and red, red, yeah. red, and uh, red and white, pink, and h- half of them will burst into flame and <laughs> uh, be reborn the next day. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, Fox, pink birds everywhere. Fox will yeah. be, um, you know, Fox will be Fox is alone. You know, he doesn't really have an owner, and I, I think what's being foreshadowed in book two, especially, is the loyalty. Like Fox is Dumbledore's phoenix. You know, Dumbledore was always uh, compared to being a phoenix and, and having those kinds of qualities. But Fox is Dumbledore's phoenix, and that's how you call Fox, is you show loyalty to Dumbledore, you know. So Harry will, I think, easily be able to, you know... Well, they, they hitched a ride on his tail feather to get out of the chamber to begin with. I mean, Fox has helped Harry plenty of times. Mm. Yeah. And, um, well, which we're going to talk about in a second, but really, Harry's going, going to be loyal to Dumbledore throughout all of Book 7. Trying to get those horcruxes. Oh, yeah. Because that's what Dumbledore wants him to do. So, really, that almost makes Fox Harry's the entire book. He's not doing it because Dumbledore wants him to. Right. Isn't it? And I don't think. No. But I I mean, that's just part of his inspiration, I think. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it's just a case of you showing loyalty. You can't just, you know, speak out and say that Dumbledore's awesome. I think it has to be a certain thing. It's got to be, like, from within you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, think about the chamber when Harry says to Tom Riddle, you yeah. know, Dumbledore will never be gone as long as yeah. people here are loyal to yeah. him. I think that's what called yeah. Fox. Oh, yeah, too. yeah, but it's like, I'm sure he ha- had to mean that. He can yeah, just yeah, say yeah. it to sort of, like, <laughs> save himself, you know. Right. We right. don't have any background on how uh, Dumbledore domesticated Fox, do we? Because uh, I'm looking through no. the Fantastical Beast one, and it says they give it a, a high rating simply because the creature does not necessarily uh, ferocious, but yeah. it's the rarity of successfully attempting to domesticate it. But isn't that just one well, more? Th- we're going to get to that. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I isn't that just ahead. one more thing? No, it's okay. It, no, sorry. Isn't that just w- one more thing which sort of shows Dumbledore's powers? Yeah. You know, it's that and sort of like, and in um, Order of the Phoenix, when um, Hagrid points out that he lit that fire, I, I don't know how, how to pronounce it, Gibruthian fire, fire or something like that, and only Dumbledore could do that and stuff like that. So it's just one more testament to Dumbledore's power. But also, it's the only phoenix that we see, and obviously there are other creatures in that book that we don't see as well, but it's just, it's clearly a powerful creature. Yeah, the interesting thing about that, not jumping too far ahead, was that phoenixes choose their owners, not the other way yeah. around, so... Now, that's quite interesting. Say, obviously, so why does he like, choose Dumbledore? I like his bit. That's interesting, too. The wand chooses the wizard, and the phoenix chooses its owner, so... I don't know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 
and Harry's wand has a phoenix feather in it. Yeah. Folks yeah. is, in fact. <laughs> we'll talk more about how Dumbledore got Fox later, but another encounter was in Goblet of Fire when Harry claims he hears the Phoenix song in the graveyard and it empowers him, and the Phoenix song strengthens the pure of heart and strikes fear in the heart of evil. Uh, maybe not so much for Fox. Now, wait a second. Where, where did that come from, Micah? Was that something that was in the books? Yeah. Strengths in, yeah. Hmm. You sure it's the heart so, of evil? Because, like, you can be pure of heart and be, um... Morally, purely vapid, evil. Is you that what you're gonna say? No, no, it's no. I mean, like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be evil to be. I don't know how to say this, but you, you don't have to be good to be pure of heart, because good's a you know it's subjective concept. So you could be. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I could actually be completely wrong. I know, yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Actually, I think the the context is that it's supposed to be good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And then also in Goblet of Fire, when uh, when Harry encountered a spider bite, Fox healed it with one of his tears. And then the fifth attempt, or the fifth encounter with Fox, is when he he absorbs uh, the Killing Curse in Order of the Phoenix. Now, if he has already shown that he's willing and capable to hear and protect, heal and protect Dumbledore, why didn't he show up on the tower in Half Blood Prince? Because Dumbledore told him not to. Because really, yeah, yeah Snape makes good, perfect sense. And Dumbledore wanted him to die, so he said, "Fox, oh. don't." Don't show up Don't and save, save my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need yeah. to die. Don't save me this time, so, yeah. Fox. Radio Fox, Radio Fox. Yeah. <laughs> mayday, Mayday. Fox, this is Dumby. Dumby one. <laughs> <on Fox. laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a hit right now. Just don't worry. You got uh, red bird. And four Dumby one. Ten four Dumby one. <laughs> Over and out, Dumby one. Have a good life. <laughs> Over and out forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, guys, let's stay focused. Come okay, on. We're focus, serious focus. podcast. We don't mess around. We do. Story we of our lives. Serious. Sure. Um, we mentioned Dumbledore's quote before saying, I will only truly have left this school when none here are loyal to me. And, you know, still going along the foreshadowing lines, do you think maybe this means that Harry will return to Hogwarts in Book 7 in Deathly Hallows? And do you guys think that Fox may be connected to this statement? Possibly. I think that wherever Harry's going to be, Fox is going to be. Yeah. And, or perhaps Fox has got to stay behind to look after the school. Yeah, but Fo- mm. what does Fox do that specifically looks after but the Fox, school? I think Fox. He needs someone else to. He's like Harry. He's an assistant. Fox is an assistant. Well, I don't think he assists. Yeah, he takes he? Harry's uh, memos and calls uh, <laughs> and stuff. Well, not an office assistant. More like a. <laughs> Partner in, partner in crime. Yeah, partner in crime. Um, Secretary. No, I, I, I don't think Fox is necessary to run the school. It's not like he's going to sit at McGonagall's side and help the school. I think Fox was there ever since the beginning uh, on Dumbledore's behalf, really. He doesn't really help or he's not needed in running the school because he's always been the other part of Dumbledore's job, which is protecting the world from Voldemort and finding out everything he can about Voldemort and, you know, protecting Harry and all that stuff. The Order of the Phoenix, you know, Fox's job is not anything to do with the school or the running of the school. He's not necessary. The only reason he was in... Yeah, but... He was with Dumbledore. But in Order of the Phoenix, isn't Phoenix just a sort of metaphor for Dumbledore? Because it's Order of Dumbledore, really, because he commands, you know, what people do and stuff. Well, yeah, does it's, he? It's I don't really think Dumbledore's he army. I don't think he commands yeah. it necessarily. I mean... No, but he tells people what to do without them. Yeah. And, sorry, without him now, they're leaderless, as it were, and they have to get a new person to do it, you know, because he knows every... You know, I don't, I don't want to 
you know, but he, he he didn't know what to do. He just knew what to do, and everyone else just were sheep in the grand scheme of things, yeah. following his his command. And now there's going to be there are pawns. Yeah, exactly. Well, the reason I chose this quote to for Fox was was just because of that loyalty connection yeah. that seems to exist there in, in both the quotes that Dumbledore has he's bringing up the loyalty and you know maybe Harry doesn't have to go to Hogwarts to remain loyal to Dumbledore or to the school you know he, he can sort of be by extension yeah. in a way. well I think you know Harry will eventually go to Hogwarts sometime we will see Hogwarts he's in book got seven. to yeah he's got yeah. to you know we spent six books there you know the story is supposed to be Harry's time at Hogwarts if book seven has no Hogwarts in it you know yeah why is this the bit, last yeah. one right you know what I mean yeah so it, it, it's you know he's going to go to Hogwarts now regardless whether Fox shows up when he's at Hogwarts or somewhere else definitely I think Fox will show up somewhere yeah he's and in to. connection to Harry but not necessarily Hogwarts but Hogwarts will be seen um. I can almost guarantee it. And did you catch what JKR said? I'm well, sorry. Uh, on the uh, on the red carpet or whatever it was, to somebody asked if uh, Dumbledore isn't he dead, and she said, "Yeah, but he's giving me a lot of problems, and he's not that simple." Like there's still yeah. there's still yeah, a lot dude, to come, you hear that? come with Dumbledore. Were you here this week? Last week? Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was. I was. I was. I was. But it had nothing to do with a red carpet. Okay, but yeah, it wasn't. That was a damn. She went on the set. Sorry, when I read thinking of Equus, man. No, no, no. Um. Yeah. What I was saying was, you know, there's a lot more to come with Dumbledore himself. Not to mention Aberforth Dumbledore. So we'll be sure to see Fox. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you guys think about his cry at the end of Half Blood Prince? Do you think it was a message, a warning, maybe even a rally cry? I think his cry was, it was just to mourn Dumbledore. It's I don't think there's it's anything the Phoenix else to Lament. It's it's you know it's just sadness overall because whether or not it was planned or anything, you've lost this great wizard, and you know and he lost the whole owner. school had yeah. to know. Do you think there's a further connection though? I mean, if he's going around singing, is he perhaps sending Ooh. any type of message for? people to band together yeah, I got, that, isn't that you know i kind of got that it was coming. like a, a magical significance like it, it wasn't necessarily fox putting protection but when i was reading about fox going around crying it felt kind of ceremonious in a way but also like maybe the phoenix like phoenix you know make those who are pure of heart and everything you know feel stronger so i think it had like some kind of magical effect like that wasn't it cl- closure as well it was just uh, yeah. a cry yeah. of you know ed- the you know because he he had to really it's a nice um and i'm sure there's another story a f- famous story where uh, there's been a low wailing cry at death you know it's that kind of thing it's just and it's also a funeral you know which is what people do there so and it's it was just a nice touch i think cuz you know some things in these books are I know that everyone says, you know, um, uh, there's no such Not thing as a coincidence. Yeah, 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 and there, there, and there's no such thing as a coincidence. But we, we can't forget that she, she's writing to entertain as well, and she's writing for herself. And some things just, you know, make sense. And that just looks like one of those things. Saying that, it'll probably turn out to be a huge plot clue. <laughs> and uh, pretty we'll soon you'll owe the world another everything. 50 sausages. And yeah. You're going to eat I'll be on 10,000 by the end of book seven. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just for the imagery. I mean, 
everyone is hearing this cry throughout the entire school and on the yeah. grounds. So it sort of brings everyone together because they're all hearing. Yeah, it's a unification Fox. song, you know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. All right, well, this goes back to what Eric was trying to talk about before in a Raincoast book interview. Uh, somebody asked, could Harry have a pet dragon? And Joe responded by saying, you can't domesticate a dragon, whatever Hagrid thinks. That's simply impossible. So no, he's got more sense. He might get a different pet at some point, but I'm saying no more at this moment. Now, when was this? That was a long time ago, this? wasn't it? The Raincoast one was yeah. a long time ago. March 2001. March 2001. Wow. So this was, pre, this was pre-Book was 4. No, it wasn't. Um, yeah. Oh, no. no? After, After Book, book 4, four right. but it's... Pre-Book 5, there's, obviously. There's much more coming about dragons, I guess, you know. Well, maybe no, it could be no. Buckbeak, you know. No, no, no. Um, my point oh, was false. Oh, wait, what, yeah. sorry, what? Was she, wasn't she talking about domesticating a dragon? No, no, no. What she's no, trying to she say is that he's going to get a different off. pet. That's the most important oh, point. Oh, yeah, oh. But, but he gets Buckbeak, though, or Witherwings, so yeah. it might not be Fox. That's true. But it just it just seems right that, you know... Um, I, I want her to have a Fox. I want her to have a Phoenix. Yeah, Dumbledore's yeah, bird. Yeah, and, it, and it, it... Yeah. It's, you know... <laughs> No, I it agree. Just seems right. Yeah, it would be. I, I, I want Harry to have Fox. I want Harry to have a Phoenix, yeah. even if it's not Fox. Another one, maybe like a little Fox offspring. But, but, but <laughs> Fox yeah, Junior. But who knows? Who knows? I am not going to pretend. Right? <laughs> we'll call it Foxy. No, yeah. Um, Foxy. Yeah. He, he, he FJ not, Fox Junior. Foxy. <laughs> FJ, come save me! Ah! Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm. I act like I know, but I'm positive that Dumbledore must have told Fox to be Harry's assistant, to help him when need be, to be there at his side. He told the exact same thing to Harry. I mean, the opposite. He told Harry not to trust anybody but Ron and Hermione, and Harry didn't even trust McGonagall uh, with with the information on the Horcruxes and stuff. So, like, Dumbledore is, like, pretty much setting up this closed group society, which I think includes Fox, uh, which would consist of, like, the people who take down Voldemort. You know? Yeah, I think the order's there just to provide yeah. back up and take everyone else down, but it's going to come down yeah. to Harry, mono e mono with the bald man himself. and uh, Guys, wouldn't it be crazy <laughs> if, Fox there. if Harry led the order? That would be no, cool. It's, like now? It's, it's not going to happen, though. Like, do you think it's... it's, it's really? Well, he's on... Like you, he, you, you can't, however much... You can't sort of um, jump from what his task is to his powerfulness and, you know, how good he is. It's like, he's still a 16-year-old... Um, actually, wait, how old is 17? he now? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's, he'll be 17. He's still an almost uh, 17-year-old, under you know, almost unqualified wizard with, you know, not as great magical powers. I'm sure if he and Lupin Jules now, Lupin w- would want, if he and Snape Jules is shown in Half-Blood Prince, he wouldn't even stand a chance. You know, he's still... He may... he. Just because he's has a great task, it doesn't mean that uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna lead it. Like in right. Lord of the Rings, just because Frodo had the uh, immense task, he still listened to Gandalf, and uh, you know he didn't lead anything really. Yeah, well, our Gandalf is dead. I mean, yeah. it's just a matter. Of, I mean, we were saying would the would the Ministry you know interfere with Harry's plan to find the Horcrux and get rid of the Ministry is always going to try to interfere. Yeah. I hate the Ministry. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying we we talked about that before. Oh, I though, hate the Ministry. Now is decadence and corrupt. You know, who's who's going to run 
the order and how is I, I mean you know the order is backing Harry. The order was created for Dumbledore, Dumbledore's purpose of getting rid of Voldemort. But Harry can't run to it, Harry to do that. He can't, he can't run it. It's he wants not, to do this on his own too, and yeah. he's not going to want to manage the order. Well, he shouldn't want to do things on his own. He's got the whole order. It's going to be sh- it's going to be like Shacklebolt or Arthur Weasley, someone that like we all know, yeah. we trust, he's and got, that has like the yeah. commanding kind. You know, may not be like obviously you know it might not be an obvious candidate but it's like someone that everyone trusts and everyone listens to so like hey wait yeah, exactly i think it should be it should be mr weasley mikey because didn't wasn't there old speculation that mr weasley would be the new minister of magic and she said like no but type thing i don't remember i, do but, remember I wouldn't be being surprised. asked that question she always says no but i wouldn't be surprised if mr weasley comes up and does something like majorly significant yeah, for everyone I agree. because he's been there through all the books you know he's helped you know harry out he's obviously harry is like a son to him his other son ron is like so deep in this you know it, it's you know he's going to do something that you know and plus you know dumbledore always trusted you know arthur to take care of harry you know, in between stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I think Arthur or someone we know, obviously, from, you know, the Order is going to be there. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is, will Harry consult, or not consult them, but will Harry, I mean, will they have to be led into the last battle. I mean, they are Aurors. They are people who get rid of people like Bellatrix Lestrange and stuff. Like, I agree that Neville should have Bellatrix, but the fact is, they're all adults, and there's all these good adults who are in the Order who want to help Harry and who are going to be on his side. Th- like, Lupin no, is no, going to fight will, Harry's they will last be. battle. They will be. Of course on. they will, yeah. Harry's confided in uh, Arthur in, uh, what is it, Half-Blood Prince, when he said, this yeah. is what happened when we followed Draco. Can you take a look at and he you know i think arthur weasley is one of those parents that are like he's like okay i read uh, he raised fred and george he knows they're gonna get in trouble you know it's someone that harry can relate to as an adult you know what i mean but eric i don't think it's gonna be like you know two towers type thing and film two towers where you know harry walks over the hill with his with like a look in his eyes and then all of the the order of the phoenix comes up behind him and you know they're all standing together it's like it's a different it's like a proxy battle for 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 them they aren't on they aren't in on dumb on harry's um task you know it's his to kill voldemort and theirs to clear and just to clarify eric i just checked in joe actually answered that question on her official site and she just answered alas no Will Arthur Weasley be the new minister? Well, I know, and I, I wasn't saying he was. Right. I'm saying people were guessing that he would be a power position. Well, I'm, not say- I'm not saying that. I'm saying you said she said no buts, and that's going to Well, alas, no is exactly <laughs> like a no but. She just doesn't... Well, no but usually ends with, you but. know, no buts. <laughs> what I'm something. saying is she didn't, she didn't rule out that he would gain power. She just ruled out that he wouldn't be minister yeah. of magic. Yeah. You know. Fair so it's, yeah. All right. Let's move on. Yes, yeah. let's. So, I think we're all pretty much in agreement based on the fact that Phoenixes choose their owners that probably Fox would choose Harry and Deathly Hallows yeah. if it came down to yeah. it. Well, wouldn't he choose Voldemort? I mean, uh, no. Sorry. Yes, he's going to, yeah. He's going to choose Voldemort because... Uh, yeah, he will. <laughs> he likes power. That's an interesting he's question. power-hungry Phoenix. Let's think about that, though. No, because his... Feather is in Fox's, or Fox's feather is in Voldemort's wand. Why did it choose? Well, no, do you know what's going to happen? He's going to, he's, he's, oh God, do I want to hear this? No, you don't. It's going to be awful. It's awful. <laughs> yes, he's going to be. Come on, Jamie. He's going to do two things. He's going to become Voldemort's uh, pet. But then he's going to fly up his butt, and set himself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's reborn inside he's reborn. Voldemort. <laughs> inside his stomach. Away, is it? Yeah, oh, man, he he's going to pop out. No, he's going to pop out of the stomach just yeah. like an alien. Be like, but seriously, though, what do you think? Why would his a wand with his feather, Jamie? That was a great joke. Thank by you. The way. <laughs> Why do you think? They would choose Voldemort. I mean, he chose Harry. We can probably see good but reason for that, but he why didn't Voldemort? choose him. It's the wand. It's like... I, I don't think it's the bird that chooses him. It's the wand altogether, the combination of the wood and the inches. Yeah, the fact remains that part of Fox is still in Voldemort's wand, and part of the... Fox was part of a wand that chose Voldemort. Perhaps it chose him. Um, perhaps it, you know, picks it on power. If you were a wand, you, you'd want the most powerful person to pick you so you have a, a fun time you know you don't want somebody who, who just yeah. you know so perhaps they it's picked the two people the two most not magically powerful but the two most um, sort of am, not ambitious I can't think of the word the two most um, um, what's the word when you think someone will go far it's the, the two most um, well potential have high potential, potential yeah, so yeah 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 the, yeah exactly the, the two people with the most potential, perhaps. Well, perhaps. Dumbledore is always saying it's the choices that you make. Kind of like, you know, when Harry questioned whether he should have been in Slytherin uh, instead yeah. of Gryffindor. And I think at the time that the one chose Tom Riddle, you know, as a boy, even though he had made some bad choices, he was consciously already using magic for his own benefit. He could yeah. have changed. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, it's yeah. his choices. So I think... The fact that that one chose him, it's, you know, possibly maybe because Fox and Dumbledore were so close together, maybe it was a hope that this one would help, you know, Tom Riddle become a better person. Sure enough, yeah. his choices led him down the wrong path. Same thing That's, with, you yeah. know, Harry, you know, maybe Harry, you know, if Harry had had his family the whole time, maybe that one wouldn't have chosen him because, you know, yeah. that whole thing wouldn't, the prophecy wouldn't have happened with him. But because the way Harry grew up and it's, again, his choices that kind of chose him, that wand was there to kind of bring balance, and uh, I'm not yeah. taking from anything on this, but uh, it could bring balance between the two. <laughs> uh, well, no, Mikey, we're going off of that. Was this you aren't taking it from anything, are you? At By all? chance, is this the prophecy? <laughs> is, is Harry the chosen one? Like in what? What is that? Star Wars? I know. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean it, to bring it up. No, like, no, no, uh, balance it's between fine. the, uh, the like forces the, of good the, and the evil. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when these two wands meet. Do you guys think that we'll finally learn what it means that the biggest connection between Harry and Voldemort is in fact false? Yeah, doesn't it just show that um, they can't battle using magic, so Harry has to find a different way to... Uh... Oh my god, it's another Pokemon reference! Voldemort's got Nagini, Harry's got Fox, you duel them together, whoever wins, that's it! <laughs> Fox! Oh god, I, 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 you. Mean, I Fox, choose you! Fox used Pinkabolt. Is it just a feature of... Yeah, yeah. You, use a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> Fox! Fox! Um, <laughs> is it just a feature of anime? Um, but, like, in Pokemon, when sort of, like, Ash's mum would come along and say, and, and don't forget to change your underwear, Ash would do this funny thing where he'd sort of move and then drop down and then sort of, like... Uh, like a, that's Japanese anime, man. That's yeah, how they, that's how they What is animate. that thing called? What there. is that thing called when they do that? And he so, goes like, oh, like that. It, it's it's H U N H. It's. Well, it's huh. That's okay. it, yeah. It's like, huh. yeah. and then they. Oh, oh like, yeah. <laughs> but what is it? I don't know what it is. It's like uh, it's their style. What do you mean? Oh, it's like embarrassment, embarrassment yeah. or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's. it's, it's uh, yeah. 
Anyway, I'd Fox, you know, if it's true that they're... <laughs> I loved it, too, for years. No, I, <laughs> Hey, I love Pokemon, too, Jamie. Well, we let's let's start all be Facebook honest. Group, we all had seriously. Pokemon cards. We all had Pokemon red yeah. and blue. And you know, I, I never did. Color me purple. Of course you did, Mikey. Of course you did, don't lie. You no, loved um, it. Anyway, um, no, Fox, see, seeing as Harry and Voldemort all have the same wand and their wands can't duel, I think the fact that Harry might have Fox on his side would, like kind of overrule the push wand thing. Push it in thing, his favor, yeah. Or push it in his favor, at least, because if you look at it as how many tail feathers of Fox do you have, <laughs> Voldemort has one, and Harry's yeah. got... How many PowerPoints you have? And, <laughs> yeah, how, how many PowerPoints? Exactly, what level is your is your Fox? Well, what level is your wand at? <laughs> what level is your wand? <laughs> I keep mine in a gold ball. <laughs> in a master, um, master ball. Well, I... Uh, well, I think it's going to be not not necessarily Fox and uh, Nagini that go battle it out. I think it's going to be the power the Dark Lord knows not, guys. You know, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be love. It's going to be love. We know that. Oh, it's Harry's no. love. Speaking of oh. quotes, this Fox is what Dumbledore sends is his protection, a mangy old hat, and a stupid bird. I don't know, guys. I continue to maintain all my Pokemon theories, and I still think it all comes down to Pokemon. All it these does, Lord of the Rings connections, all the. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Oh, not to mention Lord of the Rings is like sixty years old, and Pokemon came out in ninety six. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, just- no, send in your Pokemon Harry Potter uh, connections. There are just too many to ignore, and we'll read some of them off next week. What has this show become? I thought for sure we would make it longer than seventy eight episodes. Now we're deduced to Pokemon. All right, but to wrap it up today, uh, we gotta we gotta finish this. Let me run through this quote because it's important. All right, good, quote. good. Let's wrap this up. Oh, God. This guy's name is going to get me in trouble. Peter Humphreys from the BBC News Round. Um, he asked the question of J.K. Rowling, who did Fox previously belong to and will he play a vital role in the next book? She responded by saying, I'm not going to answer about the role in the next book, which probably gives you a big clue. And he has never been owned by anyone but Dumbledore. So I think a lot of people have always suggested, hey, he belonged to Godric Gryffindor. This uh, kind of... Puts all theories aside. Down. It doesn't mean yeah. it doesn't mean Fox wasn't alive before Dumbledore came around, but it just meant that no. maybe Dumbledore would have had to been the one then to domesticate him. And yeah. that is Jamie's right—a yeah. testament towards his power. But do you know what's going to happen in uh, in Book Seven? F- Fox is going to get owned by uh, Harry, but Voldemort's going to get owned by Fox <laughs> and Ooh. Harry. In fact, Zing. So 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 what is the deal? Why is Dumbledore tied so closely to a bird that is symbolic of rebirth? I think Dumbledore sort of represents rebirth. Yeah. Cuz he's always Dumbledore, there. Dumbledore Dumbledore's always there. Omnip- He'll still be here. He's yeah. omnipresent. He knows everything. Omnipresent, yeah. All right. Well, I guess I guess that wraps up uh today's character discussion. Oh wait, can I just say one last sure. thing? I was going to I was going to say that we haven't talked about the um his uh, the etymology of his name, which I'd say I don't want to say clearly is from, but it's probably from <laughs> Guy Fawkes um, who was the person who, among with other conspirators, tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament quite a long time ago. November 5th. Um, yes. Um, which I guess has the fire connection, but you know, he was captured and uh, tortured and hung, drawn and quartered. So, um... Which, incidentally, is a very, very horrible British way of killing people, which they reserved solely for people who had committed treason. All right, well, that concludes today's character discussion on Fox. If you uh, disagree with anything we said here on the show, which I can't write imagine in. what... Yeah, don't write in. Because Actually, stop right. listening. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, email right, MuggleCast. Jamie. Yeah, email <laughs> MuggleCast at saf.mugglenet.com and let us know what you think, and we'll read some of your emails next week on the show. Right now, we're going to go to an interview that I conducted earlier this week with Joe Fulton of MillionairePlayboy.com. Here it is. All right, we are now joined by Joe Fulton of MillionairePlayboy.com. Hey, Joe. Hi, Andrew. How you doing? Doing pretty good, thanks. Welcome back to the show. Oh, no problem. Now, uh, last time you were on, you and I talked about the latest Harry Potter Legos, right? Yeah, and we also did the Lego Potter uh, Lego contest where we uh, had all your listeners build uh, Lego sets based on book six. So just last week, you were at the American National Toy Fair to cover the latest toys being made available by uh, Lego and a few other companies for MillionairePlayboy.com. Is that right? Yeah, Toy Fair is actually something that happens every February in New York City. Uh, All the toy companies, they're showcase all the products that they are intending on to release this year so of course the biggest toy companies you know have the big lines for instance for the harry potter so lego companies like lego uh neca and cards inc which is distributing toys through corgi uh showcased all their new harry potter products now can you tell us about some of the things that you saw Well, again, you know, obviously Lego is my favorite toy uh, company. Uh, So far, they've only released this one uh, one new product related to Order of the Phoenix, and that is set 5378, which is another Hogwarts castle. Uh, It's 943 pieces, and it uh, comes in three different parts. The first part is... Basically, it's just a section of the Hogwarts castle that has uh, Umbridge's office and Pre- Professor Snape's uh, potions room. Uh, but it also comes separating, uh, it separates into the uh, greenhouse and the uh, room of requirement. And it also includes nine minifigures, which is a lot of figures to be included in just one set. Cool. Uh, we get we get Harry Potter, we get Ron, we get Hermione, the basic ones, uh, but also we get uh, Dumbledore, Hagrid, uh, Draco, and Severus Snape, and then two new ones, which is a Thestral and Dolores Umbridge. Oh, very cool. Now, uh, this you said that this is a 943-piece set. I'm not the biggest Lego expert, that, but that seems pretty big to me. Is this one of the biggest sets that they've released for the Harry Potter series, at least? Uh, for the Harry Potters, yes. Uh, actually, the biggest set they've just actually released was this year. Uh, if you go to our Toy Fair coverage at MillionairePlayboy.com, you'll actually see pictures of the largest Lego set, which is for Star Wars. They released a 5,190-some piece wow. uh, Lego set <laughs> that's going to actually retail for about $500. Wow. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know any other details about this set, like what it might price for or when exactly it's going to go on sale? Uh, you're probably probably going to see it about uh, August is my is my best guess for when you'll probably see this, and it's going to probably retail about ninety dollars. Okay, wow! So this is pretty big. It's a it's a big set for like a for Harry Potter sets, yeah. Okay, cool. So what else do you got for us? Uh, well, the biggest news is NECA. Uh, the Harry Potter action figures have been pretty crappy over the years. There have never been really any good ones. Uh, Mattel had the, has had the license for the past three films. Uh, last year, they didn't produce anything for Goblet of Fire. Uh, this year, the license now was uh, given to NECA to produce Harry Potter action figures, and they are now just starting to release uh, the figures that will be f- uh, going for the Order of Phoenix set. If you've if you've seen uh, a few a few months ago, they released images of uh, seven inch figures that they're releasing for the Goblet of Fire. Those ones should probably be hitting stores next March, and those. 
include Harry Potter, Voldemort, Death Eaters. But the, the, the biggest news is the Order of the Phoenix series. So far, they've an officially announced that they're doing uh, two different waves. Uh, the first wave, which you'll probably see around May, is uh, Harry Potter, Hermione, Ron, and Sirius. I'm looking at these pictures now that you have on MillionairePlaybo.com. They are, they're beautiful pieces. I mean, the detail is incredible. That is exactly why I am ecstatic about these figures. Uh, the details that have been put into these are, are far superior than any of the previous Harry Potter action figure lines that you have seen. Uh, my Probably the best two sculpts, I believe, are probably Hermione and Sirius. I've just... I think... Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I'm looking at the big one of Sirius, and you can see every little last hair on his mustache and around his chin. <laughs> exactly, and it really looks like Gary Oldman, which yeah. is obviously uh, uh, you know, priority. Uh, the other thing, one reason why I like is Hermione, um, only because if you've ever looked at female action figures, they never really quite look right. And I actually think they got Emma Watson down pretty darn well. I would agree. It does look just like her. The second series of Order of the Phoenix is probably going to hit stores around July. Uh, the four figures for that will be Severus Snape, Harry Potter with a new sculpt that they haven't shown yet, a Dumbledore for, with a sculpt that we haven't seen, and a, three different variations of the Death Eaters. Now, each one of those figures is also going to come with a piece to the requirement room Death Eater Build-A-Figure. And I've yet to see pictures of what that actually will make up, but to, to build up uh, the Death Eater, you need to, you'll be, have to be able to collect all four pieces from all four figures. I see. That's, that's some interesting uh, marketing they're doing there. It's it's slowly becoming the the newest thing to do is to include a piece to make you buy of course every figure to build a new figure that you can only get if you buy everything. Yeah. Now the biggest thing is there's going to be a massive box set that's going to be coming out that you're going to be able to have your Harry Potter action figure versus Lord Voldemort in front of the Tom Riddle crypt, which is also going to be cool. And then. Along with another, with sep sold separately, will also be a deluxe 10-inch Hagrid box set that he will also come with uh, Fang and Norbert. Now, this one's going to be actually two scale to the 7-inch, me meaning this is why he will be 10, 10 inches, inches tall. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Big pretty big for an action figure. Yeah. Well, that, that would have been that would not have been any good if he was a seven inch doll like the the rest of them. Well, yeah, the, that's the, that, that's the good thing is they're keeping everything to scale, uh -huh. which is really good. Yeah. And then, for all you people who don't collect action figures, they're releasing a ton of different products. Lots of plush toys of the different creatures: Hedwig, Crookshank, Scabbers. Uh, but you can also get they're also selling lunch boxes. Uh, you can get a sorting hat and a Marauder's map pillow. Very nice. I'm, I'm looking at these mm -hmm. pictures now. They're really going all out this year. Actually, I have a question for you about the action figures. What demographic are they aiming for when selling these? Because, I mean, do little kids buy these and do adult collectors buy them? Is there a mix of teenagers? I think they're really going for the adult market. Uh, NECA action figures typically only are sold... Uh, through some mostly online stores, uh, I'm not sure if this is a, if these are ever going to hit you know your Toys R Us's or Walmart's, um, but adult collector fans will probably eat these things up. Yeah, uh, NECA has been is very well known for their sculpts. Uh, I think they do a tremendous job with all their other lines that they have. Uh, 
but I think these ones will probably be attract more adult collectors than anything else. But that doesn't get, mean that you know these aren't kid friendly because uh, you know, most likely they're going to be for eight and up. So, but I I fully anticipate buying every single one of them. Yeah, so. I mean personally, these would be nice things for me to just just to have here on my desk as a little collector's item. You know, oh yeah, whenever I'm bored, maybe do a little wizard dueling. <laughs> Displaying is probably the biggest thing for adult toy collectors. Yeah. It's not like we actually sit and have the battles of Voldemort <laughs> yeah. versus Harry Potter. Although you know, I probably have been known to do that. I'm gonna admit, uh, I used to be. Do- I used to do that with the Legos. <laughs> yeah. Now the, the the figures that really though will kids will probably eat up more are going to be the ones that are distributed by car or from Cards Inc. Now Cards Inc. It's an interesting thing that there's two different action figure lines for Harry Potter because yeah. that usually doesn't happen. So why is that? Um, well, uh, NECA has the license to distribute in America, and Cards Inc. is a European company, and for some reason they've gotten around to be able to be to having all their figures distributed by through Corgi slash Master Replicas, which is one company now. Uh, so now they've started producing another line of Harry Potter figures, which are three and three-fourth inch figures, which is basically your G.I. Joe, Star Wars action figure size. Right, right. Uh, these ones will have a lot more artic- articulation than the NECA ones, uh, just judging by the pictures. And again, I haven't held one yet, but it looks like they'll have probably about 14 different points of articulation of movement. Okay. Um, now, the downfall to these ones are the details. Uh, because they're smaller, the details cannot be as nice as the 7-inch NECA figures. And is and it also because of the movements? They have to scale back a little bit? With the um, detail? Just not the necessarily. It's. It, I think it, it was just a new focus that NECA traditionally does larger seven-inch type size figures, and I think they Cards Inc is more going for the Star Wars market. Star Wars figures are action figures are still the number one action figure that's bought these days. They're three three-fourth inch line, most successful line. Obviously, you're going to try to mimic that. So I think that's sort of what they're going after. And it's interesting, um, but again, compared to the NECA figures, I'm just not as I'm not as into these ones as uh, uh, I should be, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're comparing the two and you have a choice between one or one or the one or the other, and I guess you and I are, since we, as we just said, we're less of a uh, actually playing with the action figures, more of a display. <laughs> we're display exactly. guys. <laughs> <laughs> we go for NECA. Now, the the biggest thing is that they've not really released too much information about these. Um, we grabbed some images from Cards, Inc.'s website of the four figures that they've released images for so far, uh, which is Harry Potter, Dumbledore, Mad-Eye Moody, and a Dementor. Um, but at Toy Fair, we were given a sneak peek at the line. We were taken into... They weren't allowing photography, but they were wanting to show us what is coming out. And I can tell you right now, I have seen figures for Ron, Hermione, Ginny, Hagrid, Luna, and Snape. Ah, uh, cool. As well as a playset, which I believe is supposed to be the Gryffindor common room. So hopefully the, more, more of these figures will come about, but it looks like all of them will have some sort of accessory, like, ever, like action figures do these days. Okay. You know, it looks, Harry comes uh, with his wand and his Patronus. And Dumbledore comes with a uh, a wand, of course, and uh, this the uh, 
the talking uh, the the podium with the candles. Okay. Uh, Mad Eye Moody comes with a broom that he can ride on, and it looks like the Dementor just can fly. Uh, it comes with a little stand to make him look like he's hovering. Oh, okay. Uh, now, how do the other uh, action figures look? Ron, Hermione, Ginny, Hagrid, Luna, and Snape. Do they look like they're they're real the actors who play them? Oh yeah, yeah. So they're, 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 they everything's portrayed from the movies. Okay. Um, I think by now the f- that is the look and feel that everyone will most recognize. Right. Uh, right. You know, when if the books first came out, if you remember, uh, if you remember some of the art and stuff that came out, everything was always based on this, the drawings and characters that are done in the books. But since the movies have come out, there's more of a face to Harry Potter and Ron and Hermione. So now they have to look like Daniel and they have to look like Emma. Yeah. And uh, I think that's sort of the way it's always going to be from now on. Now, what do you think about the timing of these products with the release of the seventh book? Do you think there's uh, the seventh book might influence sales or do you think it might hurt them depending on when these toys come out well i've always heard that you know harry for some reason the one thing that uh boggles my mind is that harry potter has not had a very successful action figure line to date which pretty much blows my mind because harry potter is as big as star wars was in the 70s these days and a lot of people say to me, oh, I don't think, you know, Harry Potter fans are action figure collectors. I just don't agree with that. I think that we haven't gotten good quality figures yet, and people have recognized that. Um, I think, though, that there is a quite a bit of merchandise coming out in the months of May through August. Okay. And there's a lot of different things for people to buy. Um so I think I, I, I think people are going to have very empty wallets over the summer. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. It almost seems silly to me that Lego would be releasing their Hogwarts set in August after the film and book come out. Because if they would release the Lego set, say, early July, they would get the excitement and the hype from the book and the film together. Whereas in August, it's over a bit. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. Uh, now, you know, that's what they're telling us at Toy Fair at August, that they can easily be moved up. Okay. So, again, you know, let's, we'll have to wait and see. The Goblet of Fire says actually did not come out until after the movie were was released. Oh, okay. So... Again, you know, there, there's a marketing plan there. Some for some, there's they're planning something, and I'm, what that is, I'm not quite sure yet. All right. So, uh, anything else you want to? Uh, if I can, I'd just like to give a shout out to uh, all the people, uh, all the companies that were sort of sponsored our trip to Toy Fair. Okay. Uh, if you w- want to check out any of the uh, our sponsors, uh, nowherelimited.com, Bull Market Toys, Brian Toys. FreeBento.com, YouBuyNow.com, SuperheroStuff.com, and Iron Cow Productions. All right, very cool. And um, we look forward to hearing more from you about these toys as uh, the releases get closer. And come Lego time, the Lego release, we'll probably do something again? Uh, yeah, I've already sent an email to Lego, let them know that uh, we're very much interested in doing another, sponsoring another Lego contest. Uh, maybe we can get the prize as being Hogwarts Castle, Yeah, uh, yeah. which would be a really, really cool prize. Uh, so, you know, obviously, as soon as, uh, as, once it gets a little bit closer to the movie, uh, we'll have a real good idea of what we can do. Uh, but uh, for all you Lego fans, you know, just start thinking about uh, projects that you could be putting together. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Well, Joe Fulton of MillionairePlayboy.com, thank you once again for joining us. No, no problem. We hope to see you again soon. All right. Thanks a lot. 
And we've got two more rebuttals. Our first one comes from Jen, 17, of Canada, uh, subject Harry's death. In episode 77, you were discussing that death might not be the worst thing that uh, happens to Harry. If killing tears your soul in several pieces, and if Harry kills Voldemort, will his soul be torn apart and Harry become a broken person? Could that not be the worst thing that happens to Harry? Love the show, and Eric, don't be discouraged. You aren't hated. <clears throat> Wrong there, Jen. Sorry, Jen. Eric, I love you. <laughs> Keep up the good what? work, Jen. Okay. I was making a joke. I love you, really. I do. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, but is it is it killing overall, or is it just when you perform the curse? I think it might be taking someone's life. But I, I, again, I think you know, love is what's going to do Voldemort in. And if you know you kill someone with love, how can that rip your soul in half? You know, because it's love. Yeah, exactly. The final rebuttal today comes from Dennis P, twenty six of New Brunswick, Canada. He writes: After the seventh book is released, should I stay away from MuggleCast until I've completed reading it? I'm assuming that you guys and gals will be talking all about what happens in Harry Potter book seven and the show following the release, and I don't want to spoil the ending like I did with book six. LOL. Maybe you should answer this on the show so that others don't get their Deathly Hallows spoiled. P.S. You were doing a great job. I listened to other Harry Potter. Oh, can't put that in. <laughs> Keep it up, Dennis. So, uh, no, what we'll do is we'll let everyone know when we'll be talking about spoiler areas. Um, so, you know, we'll talk about the latest news or something, and then once we get into the book discussion, we'll be like, all right, spoilers here. Uh, maybe we'll tell people what time code to fast forward to so they can completely skip it. We'll work something out. Um, I think did we do show notes when we did the show notes? We put a spoiler warning in it for half blood. Yeah, we did do that. But and, and in the audio, I like the first ten shows. I would be like, "Do not listen." Do not. Li-. I would be like, "This is Buckle." No, I, I was higher voice back it's then. Like, this, do not yeah, listen. this is Bucklecast episode four. <laughs> it's a for, spoiler, everybody, for July twelfth. And yes, oh there boy, are spoilers. You're it's a bad, show. bad man, Andrew. Right, you. I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> Please enjoy tonight's right main you. discussion. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have spoiler warnings. Um, I proposed an idea to a couple of my co-hosts oh, past, like, week or so, within the past week or so, about what we'll do with the show in that month of July. And I don't want to give away any surprises, because I know once we revealed it, every other podcast would be doing the same thing. Uh, but we have a good we have a good idea for what we're going to do in July pertaining to MuggleCast because we want to make the shows worth it to you guys. So, of course, we will, uh, you know, once it gets closer to July, we'll talk about what our plans are. But uh, for now, we'll wrap things up today with a chicken soup from Denise of uh, 15 of California. Yum. Thanks, uh, Now, Jamie, this is actually a chicken soup for Jamie's soul. I think <gasps> we we'll read this in spirit of you coming back. Uh, so she writes, Hey everyone. So basically I was in the car on a Friday night with my parents and was kind of down after another boring day at school. I got so bored that I started singing along with the cheesy love songs on the radio and randomly the acoustic version of what else, but every time we touch came on. Then when it was over the radio, when it was over, the radio person said, have you ever had a crush and not seen that person in a while? But when you do, you get weak in the knees. Well, that's how Jamie, that, well, that's how Jamie feels tonight since he requested this song. Uh, the DJ actually actually said that. What a happy quinky dink. I just wanted to share one of the many ways MuggleCast helps me cope. Thanks for the laugh. Love you all. Yes, even Andrew. Don't know what that means. Can I say that um, I was taught... Um, when he said person, he meant to say favorite MuggleCast host. So, you know, I haven't been on for a while and I missed you all so, so badly. And when I came back, I got weak at the knees, so... 
Oh, oh but Jamie. you were sitting down, so I don't understand. How would that? Yeah, well, he, no, it was more of a stand up dull ache. Really. Well, no, it was a, it was a dull ache in the knees, really. But I, that didn't sound right, so I had to. <laughs> or do you podcast on your knees? Yeah. <laughs> that actually concludes episode seventy-eight of MuggleCast. We want to thank everyone for listening again. We have the contact information for you now. If you want to send us some parcel mail, you can always email MuggleCast, P.O. Box 223, Mound Ridge, Kansas, 67107. Eric, if people want to call us, what numbers can they use? Well, in the U.S., they dial 121820 MAGIC. Um, in Australia, they use 011 and uh, you're not I don't actually have the numbers, Andrew. I don't know where to look. I just oh, I thought I thought. Doubles. Sorry, I thought you're a good host. Prep. No, I just remember the U.S. If in the United Kingdom, oh. you can dial zero two zero eight one double four zero six double seven. If you're in Australia, you can actually dial zero two eight double three five double six eight. You can also Skype the username MuggleCast to leave a voicemail for us, and uh, we'll be back with some voicemail well, questions next week. You've missed something out, Andrew. Or if you're in the UK, you can come down to London on March 17th for an amazing, exciting, and hunger-curing day and tell us your thoughts then, and we'll make sure they get on the show. There you go. Yes. Where do they email? The email is mcmeetup at gmail.com. Email soon, and we'll get back to you with all the details. Boom. Coming up. You can also uh, use the handy feedback form located on mugglecast.com. You can also contact any one of us uh, with our first name at staff.mugglenet.com. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and also don't forget, email in your Pokemon uh, comparisons. I can also say, if you if you can um, explain that uh, thing that Ash does whenever his mom asks him uh, why he if, if he's going to change his underwear, then please email in. Uh, so we can put it in the show because I have no idea. Also, don't forget our community outlets, people. We got the MySpace with over six thousand friends. I didn't even know that many people existed. It's nuts. And then there's also the Facebook group. We got a group on YouTube soon to feature uh, Jamie's suitcase being torn up into pieces in the Shawnee High School wood shop. Yeah. And we also have the Frapper Map and uh, Last FM fan list and forums. It's all there on MuggleCast.com. So once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Schill. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Mike Tanabell. And I'm Mikey B. We'll see everyone next week for episode 79. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 That was touch song, right? my tears yeah. with your lips. Go ahead, okay. tell your stupid However, story. My stupid, okay, my stupid story is I was chatting to Andrew on um, on uh, Amy the other day, and he and we were talking about England. And I and since we're going to London, I said to him, "Do you want to go and see a show?" And I said, "We will rock you." It's an extremely good show. It's um, <laughs> it's no, no, sorry. Actually, I said to him, "Do you like Queen?" And he said, "Yeah, I do." Are <laughs> they touring again? So I quite rightly said, "No, one of them's dead." To which he didn't really have any, any response. See, I'm one of those people who just listens to music and don't look into it unless your name's you too. So <laughs> I sort of just now I now I'm well aware of Freddie Mercury and everything. But they are touring. I'm pretty sure they're touring again. Hey, they're not because he's without doing, Freddie so Mercury. How can they? No, tour? but they were doing a maybe it was Guns and I don't. Maybe know, it was I, Guns. The police are touring again, man. No, 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 it wasn't the police. I don't know. It was it was Wait, some band touring? that someone died and they were getting a new band. Yeah, uh, no, no, the police. They're playing for oh, their. Wow. Uh, 30th anniversary or something like that. World tour. Andrew, Andrew, I hear the Beatles are touring again soon.
Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all all the original that. Beatles are playing together. All again, the original Andrew. Beatles are touring, yeah. <laughs> it's also like the game Duck Hunt for Nintendo, if any of you had it. Just shoot it down. <laughs> oh my god, the ducks are, the ducks are fox. foxes. <laughs> oh, I can just see a, a fan creating that game. You know, that be awesome. you, shoot the, you shoot the fox, fox and burst into flames, <laughs> that. and just another one comes back up. <laughs> no, I'm trying no, to remember no, the music from come that. Up and you can't um, yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, that's when that's when Snape comes up and laughs at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I like Digimon. I was never into Pokemon. Oh, oh no. Dude. Yeah, let's <laughs> not even go there. Try to get off now. <laughs> yeah, I used to see that. Ch- that was a Pokemon ripoff. That was such a good It was. <gasps> Dragon so Ball Andrew, Z. Is there... Oh, God. There'll be a huge Snorlax blocking the entrance <laughs> yeah. to Voldemort. It's Slayer happening, man. Book I can feel it coming. But do you know what's going to happen? Mewtwo will come along because he's the most powerful out of everyone, and just Mew say, is the equivalent to Fox. You stupid fools! Mew is the equivalent to Fox. No, Mew's uh, a lot more powerful. What's the Very big good. snake in Pokemon? He, he just um, oh Arbok come on, anyone can Arbok. do that. Arbok, Arbok, Arbok. No, I don't remember him. <laughs> Very good. Arbok. <laughs> no, Onyx. Onyx, man. Onyx. Oh, no, no, that, that's, that's the rock like uh, basilisk. That's the uh, yeah. that's the big. Yeah, that was thing. Uh, it's like basilisk, I guess. No, it was, um, it was Gyarados. Gyarados. Hey, Mike, oh, all right, yeah. new segment Dude, that on the was show. A crazy. Yeah, that was crazy a monster. But... Sea monster. I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. Bum, bum. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide. You teach Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, Eric. I'm sorry. Just, just do, no, just do it. Be like WTF, Pokemon. Uh, it's you and me. Yeah, that dude, that's far. I know I it's my destiny. You teach Pokemon, me, and I'm my best friend. Although, can I just say, it, if your best friend is a is a, uh, is, is a yellow little rat, yeah, exactly, or whatever it is, a yellow thing that can't speak, goes, who, Pika, who um, Pika. submits, yeah, exactly, Pika. who lets electricity out of his body and you keep him in a ball in your bag then you've got serious issues Ash hope you're listening because seriously I'm talking to you gotta catch them all there we go yeah okay so you, are you guys gonna sing or not I just I put myself no, 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 no we're not we were laughing at you Eric I love you but no we know what we're doing after Pokecast now Pokecast Poke <laughs> yeah well Pokemon's been gone for longer Thanks, Andrew. EA Sports, the maker of the Harry Potter video games, has released details on... Oh, not EA Sports. EA. Could you imagine that, though? EA Sports, Quidditch 2007. EA Sports, it's in the game.